Hello, and welcome to the Acting Notes podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things acting, from tips and tricks to business information. I'm your host, Justin Powell, and today we're going to talk about representation, how we can go about getting representation and if we're ready to do so in our career. Let's get into it. So the industry is in a very interesting place right now. We have the writer's strike going on. We're probably going to have the SAG strike, the actor's strike, coming down the pipe as well, which means we can expect things to be a bit slow for a while. And these are important things. You know, I think these are strikes that do need to happen. But at the same time, we have to start thinking about how are we going to operate in the interim? How are we going to make sure that we are as ready to go as possible when the business comes back? And I know a question that a lot of people have is, well, how do I get representation? So there are two types that I look at, management versus agents. And of course, there are different types of agents, right? There's print, there's voiceover, there's commercial, there's theatrical. Literary agents, if you're writing as well. And I think a lot of times we can view agents and managers as the key to success. If you get with this person, then your career is suddenly going to take off. And that's not necessarily untrue, right? You might get matched with an agent who happens to see you really well, get you auditions that you weren't able to get yourself, and start to feel a sense of drive in your career that you didn't have before you worked with them. That can happen, of course. But I think something to consider is that your agent and manager, when you get them, they are a part of your team. But you still ultimately have to be out there working on your craft, working on networking, still growing and still being your own actor CEO, which is a great podcast, by the way. I don't think he records any episodes anymore, but the actor CEO podcast was one that I really enjoyed. And his main thesis was that as actors, we need to be the CEO of our business. So even if you bring someone else on the team, right? That's what they are. They are on your team. They're helping you succeed, but you are still the CEO that is driving the whole operation. So the first thing you should do, and you know, I think for this episode, I'm mainly going to talk about getting representation from agents. I'll do another one on managerial representation. And at some point, I'd like to get a guest on to discuss this in more detail. But as for now, I think the question to ask yourself is, are you ready for an agent? If you're just starting out in the business and you don't have headshots, you don't have anything on your resume, you don't have clips, then this might not be the right time for you to get an agent. 
Instead, focus on your craft. Take some classes. Show them that you're working. You know, it's a good idea if you're coming at this fresh, and I'll get into more detail a bit later about what to do when you have all of these things and are looking for representation. But if you're coming into the career, take a scene study class, take an on-camera class, take an improv class, an audition technique class. Show them that you are working on your craft, a commercial acting class. Show them that you're working. Start getting together clips. Stuff that you can put on your reel. Now for some of this, that's challenging, right? Early on, you're most likely only going to be booking student films. And student films, some can be great. Oftentimes, you will be slightly disappointed in the footage you get because they're students, they're learning. I still think it's worthwhile to do them. You make a lot of good connections that way. I have a set of friends who are filmmakers who I first met on their student film years ago, and we still work together. They bring me in for projects all the time. So make those connections. But at the same time, you don't want to necessarily depend on them for your clips or reels that you'll be sending out to agents. So what else could you do then in that case? You could do one of those real studios. There are companies that will write a script for you and then shoot it with you. And I've heard mixed things. I've never used one myself. I've just relied on footage I've gotten from projects. But I've heard mixed things. Some people really like them. Some people don't. Ultimately, you just need some footage. Some agents will say that all you need is a very, very good self-tape. So try that. Get with a friend, work on a scene, and make sure it's damn good. So those are the things you need to do to even get yourself in the ballpark of consideration for an agent. Now, is that always the case? No. Agents will sign people who have a massive TikTok following, who have some special skill that not many other people in the industry have, who happens to be the most beautiful person alive, a mix of, I don't know, a mix of Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie and just absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. Now, it's not fair, right? But it is what happens. So unless you have those things, start working on your craft. Start working on what you can sell, on the product that is you. And I hate thinking about ourselves like that in the industry, but that really is the case. We are the product that we're selling. We're saying, if you put me in this film, this is what you can expect. Right? And so start thinking about how you are going to pitch yourself. One thing that I did recently in a workshop is we all came up with log lines for each other. So mine was something along the lines of Edward Norton meets Joseph Gordon-Levitt in some show. 
And you might think, oh, that's not fair. I'm me. There's no one else like me. Of course, that's the case. But when we are trying to establish ourselves in the industry, it's nice to use reference points like that, that people just get automatically. So think about it. Ask yourself if there are any celebrities you've been compared to, what kind of roles you go out for often. This will help you identify your brand. But let's say you've done all of that. Now you're looking for an agent. Something to remember, and a lesson that I had to learn and many other actors had to learn, is don't just go with the first person that gives you an offer. You know, I think for a lot of people, myself included, my first manager and agent were both situations where I was just so thankful to finally have one that I didn't really consider the relationship we had. And I think I got pretty lucky in that regard because both the agent and manager that I signed with at the time were incredibly professional, very communicative, and genuinely seemed like they were in my corner. But that isn't always the case, you know? And what I would have done differently, well, that's what some of this episode is about. (laughs) So if you decide that you're going to look for an agent, you have all your materials in order, your resume is looking a bit beefier, got some good classes on there. Maybe you've upped your TikTok following and you're like, I'm ready. The first thing you should do is start researching agencies. You can go on IMDb Pro to do this. Uh, I believe there is a really brilliant website that has like the top 150 agencies in Los Angeles, at least. And it has collected all of the information in terms of how you should communicate with them where they're located, some of the people on the roster, etc. And I imagine there are websites like that in New York as well and maybe other locations. But do your research based on the market that you're in. See if you can look at their roster. See if they have people that are already signed that look at all like you, that seem to have a similar brand to you. And check how many people they have. You know, are you ready to go for a big agency? Or do you want to go with a smaller one? Once you've done your research, start narrowing this down. You know, to the agents you think you could get in contact with. If you're going for CAA off the bat without, again, some extraordinary outside factors, you're probably not going to book with them. And you're also most likely, even if you did, you would not be getting the best out of your deal yet, right? Usually people start with a smaller agency and work their way up. Not always. There's always exceptions to these rules, of course. 
but it might be better to start with someone who can help you secure your first co-stars and guest stars and then start working up. That doesn't mean we should view our agents as merely springboards to the next agent. No, because again, this is a mutually beneficial relationship. So if you are able to start booking more because of them, then odds are they're also going to start getting better auditions. But of course, there's nuances to all of these relationships. There are some times when you have to realize my agent is only able to get me these kinds of auditions. And based on my resume and my skill set at this point, I think I'm ready for more. Then you might have to make the call to leave your agent. But we're not talking about leaving agents. We're talking about getting agents. So let's go back to that. Another way you can meet some agents is networking, right? There's showcases, there's workshops that agents will put up where you could go be seen by them. Now, something I think is important to do, and I had a teacher say this recently, is really, really make sure that if you're going to one of these workshops you have your A game ready. You have a scene that you worked on for months that is prepped, that is good to go. So that when you get up there, you deliver amazing work. And ideally, you should only go to one of these workshops for that agent. So let's say you're trying to get seen by someone at CAA, right? Creative Artist Agency. And you go to the workshop, you put up amazing work, and then you see they're doing another one a month later. Should you go to that one too? I don't think so. You can, right? And there is an argument to be made for, well, I'm building a relationship with them. Sure, you're also increasing the chances that they might not like one of your performances, right? If you go in and crush it the first time and then you go back a second time, there's a chance you don't do as well. And so then that amazing impression they had of you is altered. Now again, take this all with a grain of salt. Maybe you are like, I, don't, I'm, I know I'm going to crush it a second time. And I think it's more valuable even to risk not crushing it so I can connect with them again. That's great. But take that into consideration when you're deciding if you want to go back. Now, you can go to other workshops, right? Let's say you do one for CAA. You see another agent is having a workshop. Great. Go to that one. That's fantastic. Networking is such a big part of all of this. You know, talk with your friends. Sometimes there can be a bit of a faux pas about asking friends if they have an agent that they might be willing to introduce you to. But personally, I just think if you're respectful about it, I think it's fine to ask. To just say, hey, wonder what you thought of your agent and if you might be willing to get me a meeting or if I could use your name as a reference on an email that I might send. They might say no, but again, if you do it in a respectful way, I think that's okay to do. And oftentimes... When you have a reference, when you say, oh, so-and-so told me to reach out to you, they're more likely to check out your material. 
We'll talk a bit more about how to get an agent after this. I'd like to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. You know, I think mental health is something that is important for everyone in the world. I think therapy is something everyone should do, really. And I think it's important for actors, too. One, this industry is hard, right? There's lots of challenges and obstacles. Oftentimes, you're getting told no. You're grinding and working so hard, and sometimes that can take a toll on your mental health. Well, it's important beyond just the career that we take care of ourselves, and BetterHelp is something that can help you with that. In fact, it can help you better. (laughs) Horrible joke, but you know, had to get it in there. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy, and that way BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash TheActingNotes. That's BetterHelp.com slash TheActingNotes. So we talked about getting your materials in order, right? Your headshots, your reels, your clips, your resume, building up your talent. We talked about researching the agencies online. Something really quick about that. It's so key to figure out how they want you to submit. On most websites for the agents, they will tell you how they would like you to submit if you are seeking representation. And often actors do not follow this which is a bad sign, right? It shows the agent that you're not thorough. You're not doing your research. So make sure you figure out how they want you to submit. Sometimes they have a form on their website. Sometimes they just want an email. Sometimes they say they don't take any outside emails, that you need a referral. Well, if you need a referral, then don't reach out to them unless you have it, right? So, got your stuff ready, you did your research, maybe you went to a networking event or a workshop with the agent. Now let's say you're getting, well actually before I go into the actual meeting with the agent, let's talk about that email communication. You know, sometimes it's beneficial to follow up. In fact, I always do when I'm seeking representation, which I currently am doing. Just follow up. You know, not the next day or anything like that. Give them some time. But maybe in a month or even in two weeks from your first email. And then I'd say just share with them news about your career. Hey, just booked a feature film. 
hey, just wanted to let you know I have a play that's going up. Would love to see you there. Just keep them aware of the wins that you're having in your career. They might not even respond to you, but, you know, I have a friend who is a talented director and actress. And she talks about how she used to reach out to A24 before her films really started gaining traction. And how when she finally was able to get meetings with them, they said that they remembered her. They remembered getting her emails. And so it did help, right? So, you're communicating with them. You finally get yourself a meeting. Well, how do you prep for that meeting? You know, I haven't had this happen in a meeting in a while. But it might be a good idea to have a monologue prepared. Just something you can break out and perform. I'm someone who I like to prepare monologues every month just for the fun of acting because I love acting. But just get one ready. You know, just in case they say, yeah, can I can I see you act? Again, I haven't had that happen in a while, but it does happen. Be sure to research that specific agency beforehand, right? Try to look up who they have on their roster, perhaps how long they've been around. You can even go into the individual actors' pages on their roster and start seeing what kind of stuff they're booking. Do they tend to get a lot of procedural shows? Are they really good with Disney or Nickelodeon? And also, you want to have some questions, right? You want to come prepared with some questions to ask them as well. This is a chance for you to discuss your career goals and showcase some of your skills. So you want to make sure that when you go in there, you are confident, you're professional, and you share your passion, right? You share why this matters to you. Some questions you might ask are things like, what kind of projects do you typically work on? How many actors do you represent? How many actors of my type do you represent? What kind of advice do you give to make your actors more marketable? How do you see me? What do you think my brand is? What do you think I would excel on? What kind of shows? What is something that is a pet peeve for you in working with actors? And maybe a question like, if you were to sign me, what could I do to make sure that we are always on the same page? Another good question is, how do you like to communicate? Do you prefer emails, phone, text? But asking these questions... One shows you did your due diligence, right? That you researched their agency and that you care about working with them. 
Something I would do, too, is I would throw their name, the agent's name, in a quick Google search and see if they have any interviews or podcasts that you could check out beforehand. Just to get a better sense of who the person is. Then the last question I would have is, would it be okay if I followed up with you in a week? You know? And sometimes I know actors can be shy about telling the agent they're meeting with that they have other meetings set up. But they understand. They understand that you're also looking for the right representation. And I know whenever I've brought that up, the people I've met with, perhaps I've just been fortunate. And of course, there's always different people, different circumstances. But they always encourage me to take my time to have my other meetings and see. Another great resource, I forgot to bring it up earlier, but uh, here it is, is Talent Link on Actors Access. That's a service where you pay $20 and they send out your profile to a lot of different agents and managers. If you'd like, you could just do agents or just do managers. And they get a chance to see all of your materials on Actors Access and then reach out to you. That is how I got my first commercial agent. So that's an option as well. So maybe investigate. I would also follow these agencies on Instagram. You know, maybe engage with their content a little bit. Don't comment, hey, I want an agent, but just engage with them a bit. So that the first time you reach out, it's not necessarily out of the blue. They have some idea of who you are. And it's no guarantee, right? If you go in there and say, hey, I commented on five of your pictures, they might be like, well, I have a social media person that does all that, so I have no idea who you are. And that's fine. But it is a good way for you to get a sense of the agency, maybe see some of the people on their roster, see if you might be a good fit. And the last thing I want to leave you with is kind of what I said at the beginning. You know, having an agent can really help you. They can get you auditions that you wouldn't be able to get on your own. They can help guide your career. Usually that's more of a manager thing, but you know, you can ask your agent for suggestions on headshots and things like that. And ultimately, they can be a good person to have in your corner. But the person who is responsible for your acting career is not your agent. It is you. So make sure when you have those meetings that you're also finding someone that you can match with well. That was a big lesson I learned about two years ago. was just how important it is that I feel like I'm working with someone that I really want to keep working with. Personally, I want my agent or manager to be someone that I would hang out with outside of this if we didn't work together. And that's me. That's something I like. So maybe have those questions about the kind of working relationship that you would want with an agent or manager and go from there. Well, thank you for listening to the Acting Notes podcast. 
If you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to leave a rating or review on whatever podcast app you use. It does help the podcast grow, and I would appreciate it greatly. You can also head over to Instagram and TikTok to follow The Acting Notes. It's at The Acting Notes, where I post clips of actors giving out tips and tricks, as well as other little things that can help you on your journey. Thank you for listening. I'm Justin Powell. This has been The Acting Notes. Have a good day. Peace. Thank you.